sign our Green Planet Petition, another part of the old greening cult. It says here, world population is projected to rise from today's 6.6 billion to 9.2 billion by 2050. That's a joke. It's not a joke because when people start to get a good income coming in and they become the good producers and consumers, they tend to opt out from families and not have children, or at least have maybe just one at the most. So they know this. They understand this perfectly well. And plus they know how many people are getting wiped out across the planet with diseases that are man-made. It's not fast enough for them. It says, the world population clock is ticking. We are rapidly destabilizing our climate and destroying the natural world on which we depend for future life. So here's your fear and terror part. is to spray the skies like crazy to create global warming. The Optimum Population Trust believes the Earth may not be able to support more than half its present numbers in the next century. Now, that's a, that's a, a soft blow to the public. Only half, only half you. That's much more than that they're heading for. And that the UK sustainable population is at sustainable again population level in the 22nd century, maybe as low as 30 million. Research and policy are summarized on this website and available to all members of the OPT journal. In the UK, population is officially projected to rise, officially, as a good guess in other words, from 60.6 million mid-2006 to 71 million in 2030 another one and a half Londoners in barely two decades. Well, that's because it's immigration is keeping the figures up. It's the same across the whole Western world. They know this too. United Nations Population Division, World Population Projects, 13th March 2007. So it's got all the UN statistics in here as well. They try to, to, to justify what they're all uh, about. But look into their affiliates. That's what's the interesting part. You'll find there's a myriad of affiliates all working together across the world, heavily funded, all part of the NGO groups belonging to the United Nations, getting incredible funding from the big foundations that front for the elites that, that, that run the world. And they're going ahead with this agenda as though it's all fact and they have massive propaganda campaigns on. They run the schools, they're drumming this stuff into the children. And you will see children come forward offering and volunteering to be sterilized for life in order to save the planet. I'm not joking about that. I'm not kidding about that at all. That is coming. You can do anything through indoctrination if you can get the children young and you give them enough indoctrination. Sad but true. What can you do in this silly old world? Eh? Uh, because we don't have the counter to it. We don't have, we don't have the same amount of money. We, we don't have billions and trillions of dollars. And we don't have full-time staff working on the propaganda and having world conferences. Uh, that's the real, the real motive behind what they call democracy. Democracy was predicted over 150 years ago to go this route. That's why they chose it. So that those who who belong to the largest, heaviest funded groups will be the only ones with a voice. Well, that's what's happening. That's where we are today. Pretty, pretty bad, isn't it? Now, as people dance their lives away and play their lives away and get downloaded from Hollywood and fill their heads up with incredible trivia, they don't really see what's happening around them. It is true to say that most don't care. As I said earlier, that's a sign of a domesticated population. 
fully domesticated. Uh, they believe that there are better beings uh, out there above them. And we're taught this, again, mainly by the media. There are these better beings of professionals and experts who take the problems uh, so that the little children, as we are, uh, won't, won't bother ourselves. Our pretty little heads won't become grey too soon with all these weighty problems of the world. And they take it on trust. Everyone takes this on trust. You're just born into it, and they just happen to be there, these professional-type beings. But when they did all of the studies on totalitarian regimes, what they found out was that, especially the ones who were into mass slaughter, the reason that mass slaughter could happen and continue for years was because they were authorized and run behind the scenes by bureaucracies who never came in contact with the victims completely detached from the victims. We see this even in the Western countries right now, where big bureaucracies uh, almost pass their own little laws and regulations all the time, and we pay for them, like fees for everything now. You have to go to your government and even local governments, and you pay a fee now for information or to do something or whatever. This is all passed by bureaucrats, bureaucrats who don't care if you can afford it or not. It's the same thing on a different scale, that's all. They don't care what happens to the faceless people down below. And low-level officials work with the public directly. That The larger ones never see the public. They don't even mix amongst the public, to be honest. They mix amongst their own peer group and often intermarry within their own peer group too, just like those of the United Nations do. It's a closed shop. And talking about all of this at the top, isn't it amazing how the big religion behind it has come out in the open from at least the 60s under a thousand names, all promoting the same agenda through a religious idea. And those who, are grown, who grew up in it and who adopted even those religions are, are completely unaware that it used to be called the New Age. Regardless of the type they, they join, or the cult, or the group, or the organization, they don't know that that was called the New Age. The New Age being, remember, the name of the magazine, the monthly magazine, back in the 50s, of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. It was called the New Age. The ones who said they'd bring it all into being. And what they, did by, what they meant by that was, judging by old Babylon, and the old goddess idea, the goddess with a thousand faces. If you went to ancient Babylon and went to one certain quarter of Babylon, you might come back with a completely uh, aberrant idea of what it was all about. You thought you saw all of its religion. If you went to another quarter, you see a different, what appeared to be a different religion. And on and on you'd go till you had a thousand faces of the same goddess because they were all the same goddess. Today we have it under under uh, many, many guises, which all end up doing meditation and channeling, channeling superior beings, you know, the hidden masters. The hidden masters are above and below. In other words, those who have gone off into the big void and in the spirit world, disembodied, and the ones on earth who have come back, you see. Reincarnation is a big, big part of this. They've come back, and they're the superior ones who are guiding the planet from, from hidden sources, hidden places.
behind all of this. And Maurice Strong and all the characters at the top are really into this in a big, big way. The foundations that support Maurice Strong, and he was picked up and groomed by the Rockefeller Foundation, by Rockefeller himself, fund all of these groups. It's nothing more, these are nothing more than the tentacles of the giant octopus that are bringing this whole new world order, which really resembles the true meaning of Nazism. Behind Nazism is a complete philosophy and back to nature and all the rest of it, idea. And this is the true one behind it. It's been manifested today so cleverly. And they have theosophy combined with it and all the other organizations. Now remember, even theosophy used the swastika right up into the 50s. Some of them still do at their meetings. The symbol, supposedly, of the sun that walks, you know, Luke Skywalker. It's got feet on it. That's what the swastika is. And the, and the term itself, swastika, comes from from India. It's an Indian word. The old Aryan race idea, the superior people, a people who supposedly emerged into the northern part of India thousands of years ago with vast amounts of money and warriors and who set up the caste system, a caste rigid system, which is also a rigid class system. Caste is another term for class only with variations of skin color down to the black at the bottom, the untouchable ones. And over the centuries, the big Maharajas would marry, or not marry so much in, but they'd be promiscuous as always. And you'd have different colors breaking out. So they, they graded the colors according to your caste, and that was your rigid class system. These Aryans are mentioned in many ancient biblical sources, all, all kinds of holy books. And you'll find it even in the Old Testament where the supposed tribe of Manasseh went to the north of India and interbred with the troglodytes. They called them the, the Hurians or the Horites there. This very pale albino type people. Back with more after the following messages and pre-field, the uh, free default as well. News, politics, cover-ups, government corruption. You're listening to We the People Radio Network. WTPRN. He's five foot two and he's six feet four. He fights with missiles and with spears. He's all of 31, and he's only 17. He's been a soldier for a thousand years. He's a Catholic, a Hindu, an atheist, a Jain, a Buddhist and a Baptist and a Jew. And he knows he shouldn't kill, and he knows he always will. Kill you for me, my friend, and me for you. He's fighting for Canada, he's fighting for France, he's fighting for the USA, and he's fighting for the Russians, and he's fighting for Japan, 
And he thinks we'll put an end to all this way And he's fighting for democracy He's fighting for the Reds He says it's for the peace of all He's the one who must decide Who's to live and who's to die And he never sees the writing on the wall But without him, how would Hitler have condemned him at Laval? Without him, Caesar would have stood alone. He's the one who gives his body as a weapon of the war. And without him, all this killing can't go on. He's the universal soldier, and he really is to blame. His orders come from far away no more. They come from here and there and you and me And brothers, can't you see This is not the way we put the end to war Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, cutting through the Matrix And sure enough, we can't, we can't do much about these young guys that want to go off and kill because they've been They've been brought up with video games and killing and with the winning team for so long now that they want to be part of the fantasy, even though it includes slaughter. And it's okay as long as someone else is getting slaughtered. And there's only way, too, that many of them who come from the lower classes will ever have any respect, oddly enough, in their lifetime, especially by their own government and people. Now we're going to go to Megan in Pennsylvania. Are you there? Yes, I am, Alan. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Uh, I wanted to tell you, too, that your piece was beautiful that you played for us at Christmas. Oh, yeah. And um, I just wanted to ask you, do you think, did you hear about the oil refinery explosion in Texas? The recent one? Yes. It was BP. Uh-huh. I think it was, um, wait a minute, no, I'm not sure what day it was. It was recently, within the past couple days. But I wondered, it was a BP oil refinery, and um, it was in Texas. Do you think it was done on purpose to raise the price of gas? It's very possible. What they're also doing, too, is much the same in the Middle East. Uh, in the Middle East, uh, it was admitted that they were blowing up all the, the rigs when they went to Iraq and all the refineries because they wanted the public of the Americas to fund brand new ones for Halliburton to take over. And they're also doing the same thing in the States through other guises. It's the easiest way for them to get all the kind of money and government subsidies, even government grants, and they're building brand new refineries for the private boys that own them. Oh, isn't that awful? It's common. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Alan. Thanks for calling. Good night now. Now we've got Robert from Canada. Are you there, Robert? Yes, Alan. How are you? Not so bad. Oh, that's great. Uh, uh, Alan, um, when, I, when I hear you speak about uh, eugenics and eugenesis, uh, I, haven't, I don't think I've heard you speak of uh, Charles Trevelyan yet. Uh, no, no. And, and uh, would you, I guess you'd call him a eugenicist, I guess, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was reading uh, something about him. Uh, he saw that the uh, Irish famine as a mechanism for reducing surplus population. Yes, and Jonathan Swift, in fact, uh, who wrote Gulliver's Travels, and who was a politician in the government there at the time, he said that uh, uh, let the Catholics eat their children. That's how sarcastic and arrogant they were about them. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, then he was given a knighthood by the British. 
Oh, of course, of course, because he just voiced what they all, what they're all thinking anyway. Uh, see, the public have always been looked upon as, as cattle by those who rule over them and live off of them. They are the good shepherds and we are the dumb sheep. And the only purpose we have is to feed and clothe them. Uh, they, they really, that, that's how they see it. It's plain and black and white as that. Right. Yeah. One, one, one more thing, Alan. Um, uh, have you heard of the uh, charity called Kiva? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, it's a it's a microfinancing uh, organization where they uh, it's a group that loans uh, business uh, loans to uh, people in third world nations. And uh, anyways, uh, I, I have given money to it, but then I, as I learn more about it, it's supported by uh, Bill Clinton and the Rockefeller. I'll, I'll tell you what they're doing. You see, all these organizations are part of the system of uh, destroying the mail in those countries. Uh, the United Nations is behind it at the top. And what they set up years ago and are still doing, uh, they, they give up grants and money to, only to women to start off their own businesses. And they supply them with materials and so on, etc., etc. But, but no money is to be given to any male whatsoever. The idea being to destroy the old culture and bring in this new uh, culture uh, by appealing mainly to the females, giving them money, uh, power, and, and uh, a sense of freedom to destroy the old family system. Uh, Canada has been doing that for years. In fact, we, we, we donate all the, the thousands of computers that are now obsolete, a year old, two years old, and the government sets them all off to, to Africa. It's been announced on the news here, but they only go to females who are starting off their own businesses. No males uh, can get them. Okay. Okay, that's all for now. Thank you, Alan. Thanks for calling. Now we're going to go to Jeff in Iowa. Are you there, Jeff? Yeah, sure. Um, how are you doing, Alan? Not so bad, yeah. I had an interesting event this morning about 6 o'clock. I don't know. Someone told me they took that satellite down, but overheard on the – someone had a radio on, and people were calling in right and left. At 6 o'clock, there was a big blue flash over the city. And it kind of acted like an EMP because the, they said their radios went out, oh, yeah. the signal went out, and their power their power went out for a couple of seconds. So I don't know if it was piggybacked on that or... Uh, they've been testing this, this uh, technology uh, for a few years now. We had it in Canada, uh, in over British Columbia, and the, the, the U.S. into Washington State about uh, three years ago. And at the time, they said they didn't know what caused it. It set off fire alarms everywhere and even car alarms all right through all that whole, that whole pathway. And they brought on the experts again the next day to try and cover it up, saying it could have been a meteorite, yada, yada, yada. But unlike any meteorite they've ever seen before, in fact, they couldn't see it at all. There was nothing on the radar screens. But it was just like a ball of light that suddenly appeared like a pulse, as you say. And then about two weeks later, Australia reported the same thing in its newspapers that happened there as well. So they're testing this pulse technology. They're superheating the atmosphere and causing explosions as well. That's what does it, yeah. Um, I'm going to read the paper to see what their excuse is. It will probably be a transformer, but that's kind of hard to see from 20, 30 miles out. I'd say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite the transformer, unless it's nuclear, yeah. 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 Um, an interesting point about uh, kind of in personally looking and unfortunately experiencing this but and and you just talked about women too but uh um about how the basically the people at the bottom uh, drive the program for those people yeah you keep, try to keep everyone in line and so forth well i was basically got attacked two weeks ago for not wearing red at work for the slaughter day which is friday for iraq you know 
Yeah. And and it was it was kind of interesting. It was it was basically women at the kind of the at the lower positions that ended up doing it and they were kind of led by one who I consider psychopathic, definitely a um a sadomasochistic big time control freak. Yeah. Didn't get her hands dirty. <laughs> yeah, sure, that's what they do. I, I know they go to games. And uh, and women go by the book too. They're very into these particular movements. Unfortunately, that they're being used. Get back with yeah, more after that. after these messages. Online and on demand. This is We the People Radio Network. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix. And not only can't it go on, if we, the more we let it go on, the worse it's going to be trying to get out of it, if indeed that's even possible. It's pretty far gone already. Now we've got Mark from Wisconsin on the line. Are you there, Mark? Yes. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, Star of David, does that mean as above, so below? It, it means that amongst other things. Uh, it's the male and the female coming together as well. The, each one, there's attributes given to each person, the male and the female, but there's a trinity within each, according to the mystery religions. And so uh, you bring them together, and that's, that's, the perfect, that's the generative force. It's actually the sexual act as well. If you look at the Masonic compass and square, that's part, that, is, that makes up part of the Star of David. You can fill in the other two lines yourself if you've got a good imagination it's staring you in the face. And that's also the generative principle of the male coming on the female. And, uh, and actually, in, in the, the Masonic one, the, the square is the female, and the legs are open. It's, it's highly sexual in its, in its uh, design. Yeah. Okay, and uh, the number 33, what can you tell me about that? Well, 33 comes from the 33rd, power, uh, 33rd degree where the sun sets. And so they give you Jesus coming on to do his ministry at 30. The sun rises at the 30th degree and sits at the 33rd degree. Oh, That's why they used it. Yeah. And can you tell me, is, is the ADL, is, is that a Masonic Lodge? The ADL is, is an interesting branch of the B'nai B'rith. And what you'll find in all revolutionary movements, um, even the IRA had it and the Communist parties and so on, they have an official branch which does all the talking in public and they have a radical branch which does the, the saboteur work and the riots and so on if they can't get their way. Well, the B'nai B'rith uh, is a chartered Masonic organization given its charter by the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry for the Jewish sect because they have sects in every country and every race and that was, for the, that, that was for the Jewish sect. But it's actually a Masonic organization with the same agenda as all the other uh, Masonic groups. And the, the ADL uh, is the, the adult, the adult's your brain, you might say, but that's the radical wing of it uh, that's used to promote, uh, through radical means, their, their agenda. Yeah. Okay. And I was wondering, could you tell me about 
about the Talmud? Was that written by uh, men who, who followed the uh, ancient religions, or was that written by rabbis, or are they one and the same? Well, the story behind it is it came from Babylon, supposedly during the captivity in Babylon, and uh, when, when they took out all the... They didn't take the whole of the people, supposedly, into captivity in Babylon. It was only the upper ones, the elite members and so on, uh, who were then exiled there. And supposedly the, the Levitical priesthood died off there. That was hereditary. And they, so therefore they came up with another idea of priesthoods. And so they emerged out of Babylon uh, with rabbis for the first time. The rabbi means my master. And um, Rabboni is my lord and master. So they came out of there with something that was created within Babylon and definitely c- contains a lot of the Babylonian mystery religion within it. And it's updated all down through the centuries, for many centuries. And when they moved in uh, to supposedly to the to, to Judea area, uh, they continued to upright it as the generations would on rabbis would put in little commentaries and update it with their own observations and ideas about the religion. So it, it, it was created in Babylon. It's still used today in, in the, the Jewish legal system, but their own legal system within and when there's a dispute between uh, the Babylonian writings of, of the, the first rabbis or the later ones, the, the Babylonian, by law, is to take precedence. Right, right. Hey, I, I, know, a, I know a Catholic bishop, and I've, I've been telling him about some of this stuff, like uh, the ADLs lobbying to you know, cut down uh, free speech for Christians and, and that sort of thing. And he seems to be all right with it. He just says it, it doesn't affect me. And I'm wondering why the Catholic Church is willing to go along with this. Uh, something tells me uh, that uh, it sounds like uh, the Masons have taken over the Catholic Church. Well, to be honest with you, uh, all the top religions work together for this new world order. They all work along the same agenda. It doesn't mean that everyone in any particular religion is necessarily bad. There are good people, too. But generally, in the leadership positions, the higher positions, um, to get a world agenda through, you have to have everyone on board, as they say. That's from every faction across the world. All those in powerful positions, including the heads of religions, must be in on the same agenda. And it's, it's easy to see, regardless of what people think of the Catholic Church or its history, um, even Malachi Martin did come out with Windswept House, and he said that it was a novel but based on real people and real events. And he said uh, that the whole New Age movement and phenomena and Freemasonic system had swept through the entire uh, Vatican and it was taken over. So, so that part certainly is true. It's run by the same characters at the top worldwide. Yeah. Right, right. And it seems like uh, uh, Mahmoud uh, uh, Ademajad seems to be... He almost seems to be uh, like he's, he's uh, just controlled opposition there. They all are. They play games. Uh, that's, the whole, that's how the, the, the sheep are led. You see, we always get choices between this, this, and this, and this. We don't make our own choices. We're, we're simply given limited choices, and we always jump back and forth depending who is speaking, speaking for us at that particular time. We're just like, um, we run to what seems to be the best leader at any particular time. And it's a game that's played on the public to stop them from thinking for themselves and catching on of the, the process of the dialectical uh, technique that's been used upon them. 
it's like being punch drunk because you go from one leader to the next. Uh, when one speaks his mind and it's going to save you from something or give you something, you go towards him. Once he's in office, he changes his mind, goes the opposite way, and someone immediately comes out to oppose him, and you jump to him. You've got to start speaking for yourself and thinking for yourself and, and jumping for these leaders that are constantly supplied to you. Right, right. I just about fell out of my chair when I heard the president of Iran advocate for the U.N. I mean, it's he's yeah. com completely contrary to what his position ought to be. Uh, well, what's interesting about that, I've watched this for a while. Uh, I can remember when uh, I think it was um, Leonard Horowitz came out, pushed in through the, almost the New Age agenda again into the Patriot agenda. And often the two go together. People don't realize this. They don't realize this. Go, go into the history of the New Age movement and, and the Patriot agenda. You'll find a lot of things are blended together. And uh, Leonard Horowitz came out and said a lot of the right stuff initially about AIDS, etc. that shot them to stardom. They always give them something to shoot them to stardom. And they get big followings. They're heavily funded. They burn. They turn out books faster than you could possibly uh, write them. And never mind, use all the indexes in the back to to gain information. And they go on speaking tours, become very popular. And then he ends up getting uh, awarded the Knight of Malta. And, and he also uh, advocates the United Nations. At the very end of all of this patriot stuff and what's happening in the world, the United Nations should take over. Uh, the anti-weaponization of space. We had Dr. Nick Bagage doing exactly the same thing. He shorted his stardom. He was given his stardom on the CBT Canada and, and with, with equipment that was so advanced to us but obsolete. He said it was CIA equipment that put thoughts in your head used back in the 50s. That shot him up to the stardom. He became the instant expert on the harp etc. He gave he us all the information we have to know, and, and then people don't look any further for themselves. That's another trick that's used. But now he's running a part of the United Nations on the same agenda for, for the anti-weaponization of space. So, so, that, so their answer to everything is the UN should run everything, which is exactly what the agenda is all about. <laughs> right, right. It seems like all roads lead back to the UN. I mean, That's uh, right. It, That's right. Like yeah. if, if you look at up-and-coming uh, journalists, um, they they all have something to do with the UN. I mean, uh, they, they they get their their pictures on the on you know, they get on Fox TV. They get all this publicity, and it appears as though they're they're for the people and they're bringing out all this information to help us. But at the end, they end up advocating for the UN. That's correct. So under the guise of exposing and leading you in an expert field, they end up advocating the United Nations, and, and that's to lead the public into uh, a predetermined conclusion. The UN is good. The UN is good. It's going to be the worst hell on earth ever devised. That's what its purpose is. If you think you don't have any kind of democracy and, and, and the representation of speech today, wait till they're in full force because they're completely dictatorial. Right, right. I tell my friends, if you're afraid to speak now, wait 10 years. Yes. Yeah. You're right about that. Excellent, excellent, excellent information. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. Back with more after the following messages.
out and we're cutting through this very thick and deceptive matrix where leaders are supplied in all different directions at the top of everything you can think of so that we can follow them thinking they're speaking for us and will lead us one day to freedom. Or do you find out they all head back to the United Nations at the very end of it, which is the goal of the whole process in the first place? It's, it's an interesting thing to watch over many, many years. Now we've got Robert from Arkansas there. Are you there, Robert? Yes, I am, Alan. How are you this evening? Oh, just rearing to go. Okay. Listen, uh, I was listening a few minutes ago, and you were speaking about the sun rising on the 30th degree and setting on the 33rd. Yeah. And I didn't really understand that. I wonder if you could take a few minutes and go into that a little bit more. And, yeah, it, it rises on the 30th east and, and sets on the 33rd west. That's, oh. You know, have you look at the planet, and it's, it's made up into parallels and longitudes lines, you see? Right. That's how they fix it up. So they have it all numbered, which which degrees they're on. And that's where the, you'll see that the sun, basically, from your position, rises uh, every every morning and sets on the 33rd west every evening. That, that's where they took it from. And that's why the 33rd degree is so important. Uh, when they bombed, uh, used the atom bomb for the first time uh, on Hiroshima, that was on the 33rd degree parallel as well. They're, they're, they're very... Yeah, Nagasaki they love these symbols. Also, wasn't it? Pardon? Nagasaki was also on the 33rd degree, was it not? Yeah, and if you follow the 33rd along across the planet, you'll find uh, major things have happened all, all down through the ages along that particular line. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, thanks for clearing that up, and I'll speak to you again, and uh, have a good evening. Uh, you too. Thank you. It's also to do with multiplication and division, because if you take... Uh, the 33, 3, 3, you get 3, 3s are 9. And if you, if you divide them, 3 entities, 1, 3 entities, 1, you have 9, 11. They play these games over and over again, and the public don't even know this game is getting played while the big boys chuckle up their sleeves at their cleverness. And that's all it is, it's really deception by very simplistic means in reality, knowing the general public don't think any further than that which is presented to them. And we're not trained to, to. in fact, we're, we're dumbed down, we're, we're given all kinds of inoculations that attack our, our immune systems and our brain. We're given food that's so denourished and minerals, etc., uh, that we're, we're sadly lacking in good nutrition. And it's all by design. You don't want a healthy, thinking, well-educated population who've been taught uh, the, the sciences of critical logic and thinking you don't want them existing during a phase where you plan to turn the whole world upside down and make them live in a completely, com utterly new way of, of, if you call it living, I, I, don't, I wouldn't call it living, it'll be a, a form of robotic existence where you'll be programmed by regional computers. I'm not kidding about that. They plan to use regional computers that will program you once you have your little chip in place attached to their neurons, and you'll simply do any work that's, that's programmed into you. You won't be able to think as an independent human being ever again. You'll be gone. And they're promoting this through all the sci-fis and cartoons. Children will want this. Unfortunately, they, they'll get taught that uh, they actually think they'll be like their superheroes and the X-Men and all the rest of it and the, and the various uh, types of superheroes that's presented to them on the media 
but there won't be at all. There'll be simple, there'll be like drones. There'll be like drones in a hive, a beehive. And that's the term used at the Loyola University meeting when the World Science Organization had its meeting about the brain chip. Uh, the guy from Japan said it won't be like normal conversation with people anymore. Think of it more like the hive. You'll hear the buzzing and whispering of commands going to those around you and to you and, and going back again to the regional computers. That's the Brave New World scenario they have set up for, for us. That will be their peaceful Brave New World, and no one will be born without a task uh, for them. If you do get born alone because they've gone through your genetic history and if they claim that you may be prone to having a certain problem down the road or even having certain mental um, aggressive tendencies or may this or may that, you'll simply go down the old chute and be put up the chimney in the hospital. I'm not kidding. That's what's coming down the pike. A planned society, planned parenthood means more, means a lot more than just deciding if you want a child or not. It's the whole scientific decision whether you should be allowed to exist or not. That's behind it all. This is a new phenomenon now. It's a new diagnosis for children as they attack the next wave of children growing up. We already see that they've gone for those with leadership abilities, mainly male, and put them on various kind of Ritalin-type drugs, which damage their brain cause tremendous problems with them as they grow up and all down through their years. And this is from alternet.org, written January 28th, 2008, printed on February the 16th, 2008, by Bruce E. Levine. How Teenage Rebellion Has Become a Mental Illness. This is the next part of the attack. For a generation now, disruptive young Americans who rebel against authority figures have been increasingly diagnosed with mental illnesses and medicated with psychiatric or psychotropic drugs. Disruptive young people who are medicated with Ritalin, Adderall, and other amphetamines routinely report that these drugs make them care less about their boredom, resentments, and other negative emotions, thus making them more compliant and manageable. And so-called atypical antipsychotics such as Risperdal and Zyperexa Powerful tranquilizing drugs are increasingly prescribed to disruptive young Americans, even though in most cases they are not displaying any psychotic problems or symptoms. Many talk show hosts think I'm kidding when I mention oppositional defiant disorder, that's ODD, after I assure them that ODD is in fact an official mental illness, an increasingly popular diagnosis for children and teenagers, they often guess that ODD is simply a new term for juvenile delinquency, but this is not the case. Young people that diagnosed with ODD, by definition, are doing nothing illegal. Now remember that they're doing nothing illegal. Illegal behaviors are a symptom of another mental illness called conduct disorder. If they think that you're doing something illegal as well as having this disruptive behavior, you're, 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 it's called conduct disorder. In 1980, the American Psychiatric Association created Oppositional Defiant Disorder, defining it as a pattern of negativistic, hostile, and defiant behavior. I guess that's every teenager that ever existed. The official symptoms of ODD include often actively defies or refuses to comply with adult requests or rules and often argues with adults. 
while ODD diagnosed young people are obnoxious with adults they don't respect. These children can be a delight with adults they do respect, yet many of them are medicated with psychotropic drugs. An even more common reaction to oppressive authorities than overt defiance is some sort of passive defiance. John Holt, the late school critic, described passive-aggressive strategies employed by prisoners in concentration camps and slaves on plantations, as well as some children in classrooms. Holt pointed out that subjects may attempt to appease their rulers while still satisfying some part of their own desire for dignity by putting on a mask, by acting much more stupid and incompetent than they really are. I did that at school. I had to. I'd have been on Ritalin right away. By denying their rulers the full use of their intelligence and ability and by declaring their minds and spirits free of their enslaved bodies. So there you go, a new disorder as they turn out disorders for everything that used to be normal and we're going right into it in this brave new world. And I've talked to people who've worked in pharmacies in major cities, mainly across the U.S., and one thing they each tell me is that it's mainly the mothers who come in for these pills thinking it's a great thing or it's a good thing because they're, they, they almost worship the doctors in the medical profession, mainly through the dramas and the soaps and things that they watch on television. Remember, all these dramas and, and emergency room dramas and so on are nothing more than propaganda, as Jax E. Lowell keeps telling us, and I keep telling you. But it, it works very well. It brainwashes the viewer, and it's mainly women, unfortunately, who don't question that kind of authority. They, they almost worship the guys with the white coats. And it's also pushed in all their favorite uh, talk show by their talk show hosts at the top that they watch every day. So they don't question what's actually happening. It's also true that most of the public will think they'd never give it to the public if it harmed the public. That goes for cell phones and everything. There's this blind acceptance that somehow you're better, as those people up there would never do anything that would hurt you. It's so curious, it's hard for me to fathom, to be honest with you. You don't have to be paranoid about things, but you should certainly question things in great detail, because your life and others have to be at stake here. I'll be back with more uh, next week, so please tune in then. From Hamish, my dog, and myself, it's good night. And may your God, all your gods, go with you. <laughs>